I don't know, we kind of deviated. <laughs> The next thing we have is you can still have an abortion. In this great schism of pro-life, pro-choice, the thing that we want everyone to remember is that you can still have an abortion. Abortions are not illegal. The overturning of Roe v. Wade does not automatically mean that every single state will automatically stop abortions, make them illegal, but there are some things that you have to remember. So, well, the sunset laws, I think that's what they're called. Oh, I don't sunrise. know. So I don't know if it's sunrise or sunset law. There are some laws that are put into, currently that are being put in place. So the second Roe v. Wade gets overturned, mm -hmm. it does do it. Yes. So as of right now, the estimated states that abortion will either be prohibited or restricted in are Idaho, Wyoming, Utah, North Dakota, South Dakota, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia. They are predicted to have a total ban on abortion. Arizona, Ohio, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida are expected to have gestational limits or restrictions, i.e. 15 weeks, 16 weeks, 10 weeks, things like that. Montana, Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and North Carolina, they are uncertain. So you have to remember in those states when you have congressional leaders coming up, senators, governors, local electives, local, mayors, mm -hmm. your state house and state senators. Pay attention to who is coming in and what their stances are, what their track record is for voting. Make sure that you know where they stand so that way your state can continue to protect those laws. I wanna say it's Virginia and I will fact check this. There is a former quarterback who is currently running for governor and he's expected to get in based off of name recognition and he's made zero statements about anything related to his platform but it's just because he is a former professional athlete who is a Heisman winner. He is expected to become their next governor. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's what we clearly value in this country. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then just to finish this out, states where this is either going to be continually protected and they are further expanding access, that's Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, Alaska, Hawaii, New Mexico, Colorado, Minnesota, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, and Maine. Massachusetts must be in there. Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Well, they don't have that. They didn't list them, but they have them highlighted. Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island. What's that one? Vermont. Vermont. Geography is, again, poor American. Geography is not the strength. I know. It's been a while. Do you think there's any coincidence in the way this map looks? What do you mean? Politically, socially. Oh, yeah. 100%. So in the majority of the states that are going to ban or prohibit abortion, they are all in the South or the Midwest. There are actually most of the states, all of the states that are uncertain are swing either. States. Yeah, they're swing states. Most of them are in the Midwest. And of course, the states where it's going to be legal and protected are the coastal states with a few outliers in the Midwest. And Hawaii and Alaska. And Hawaii and Alaska. Question for another day, but I'm really confused as to why Hawaii and Alaska are always like prohibited from like giveaways. Like they're always restricted to the, the continental US. I'm assuming the taxes. Oh, weird. Remember, as of right now, regardless of what state you are in, unless they have crazy bands like Texas, you can still get an abortion when you need it. Types of abortion. And remember, even before you get to the process of needing to consider if you would like to have an abortion or you find yourself in need of a medical process that would that in which a abortion would benefit you because we're not going to call them medically necessary there's medically well it's like there's 
to me that certainly means you're choosing one life over the other like an ectopic pregnancy mm-hmm. or the heart thing or things like medically necessary it's like one person needs mm-hmm. okay like they can't coexist okay if you find yourself in need of emergency contraception like jay said if you have a condom that breaks your regular method of birth control failed or you are not on or you did not use birth control you had unprotected sex on near or around your time of ovulation there are a few things that you can do there are two different types of emergency birth control pills brand name plan b is a really common one um you can also find the generic versions 1.5 milligrams of legenefristrol probably i'm not saying that right in which that will delay your ovulation or make implantation harder and you can take that from 24 hours up to 72 hours that's the recommended time frame so you have to wait no you can take it immediately so like they say generally if you take it within the first 24 hours that's the best time you can take it up to 72 or even 120 or five days later but between between like your first 72 hours that's the best rate of success i think it's 80 so that's the best time in which you should take that for plan b and it's other levinogestrol siblings it is most effective if you are under 165 pounds if you are over 165 pounds and up to 190 ella is actually your best bet it's the same like main component but it's a little bit of a higher dosage ella generally it's like you can find it over the counter but it's most often often given to you as a prescription like by like a doctor nurse you can even sometimes get it from a pharmacist and that actually is the most effective emergency contraceptive pill and it is you can take that anytime within those 120 hours and it's gonna have like the same rate of success what if you're over 195 pounds if you are over 195 pounds the only thing that i could find is that you have to consult your doctor like generally they might put you on like a two pill system where they'll make have you take two ellas within like 24 hours or 48 hours remember no cocktailing correct and so actually what i found out which i did not know if you take either a plan b or an ella and you find yourself needing another one within five to seven days of each other you cannot mix so it's like if you took an ella and you need it a week later you have to take another ella same with plan b but like if you take one you're not immediately committed to that for life but don't you someone under 165 pounds should not take an ella just like someone over should not take plan b right so no, if you're over 165 pounds, you should only take Ella. But if you're under, you can take either Ella or Plan B. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the things to know, it's like you can get Plan B and its other subsidiaries. Those, you can usually find them in your pharmacy. They're Those are cheaper. Expensive. I really think it depends on where you're buying it. In California, I have not, I went through many drugstores in the past like couple months, like gearing up for this. I couldn't find it for cheaper than $39. Oh, I've never seen it under 50 But apparently in some states, you can get it for as cheap as $11. Oh, that's It just good. depends on like which one they're carrying. Mm-hmm. But please don't stock up on Plan B and stock up on things particularly Mm -hmm. if you are in a blue state like Mm -hmm. we are fortunately enough where you're like don't buy don't like panic buy things like for another episode like don't panic buy formula don't panic Mm -hmm. buy things because we're on short supply that doesn't help anyone Mm -hmm. my best recommendation is i always say keep one with my new birth control actually like i'm doing it through like a telehealth service and they actually gave me an option we automatically include one ella with like your first order and so then it 
activates your prescription and you can like go back into the portal at any time like if you want to order another one. Mm -hmm. I cannot speak from personal experience but there are side effects when taking said day after medications. They're not huge things but like your body goes through something like it can I believe it like affects your cycle and it can do some other things. I think so. I tried to look into it and they're actually not very common. It's like side effects? Yeah side effects actually aren't very common. It's essentially it's like okay and you cannot do this it's not going to work the same way because your birth control pills are different your birth control pills are generally they are hormonal this is not hormonal like this is like an actual like pharmaceutical but it's basically the equivalent of taking like a mega dose of your birth control Uh if you are known to have strong reactions to your general birth control you might have it if not you're probably not going to have one because it's more activating things inside your body it's not influencing your your hormones and then other than that I just wanted to talk a little bit about different things that you should know like in some states where they are trying to pass some more laws and things that you should do to make your voice heard well speaking of contraception something that if we want less abortion and less unwanted pregnancies as we said it was in the Mm -hmm. high like 50% of all pregnancies, Mm -hmm. maybe we should give education and use tools to Mm -hmm. stop that from happening. Mm -hmm. But in the lovely state of Arizona, so they are trying to roll back, I believe it's Planned Parenthood v. Casey, or no. Is that a federal thing? Yes, it's, hold on, give me two seconds here to find the right one. Oh, okay, sorry. It is not Planned Parenthood v. Casey. That is just to continue to uphold the rights of abortion. In Arizona, they are citing back to the ruling of Grizzly v. Connecticut, where in 1965, a this ruling decided and protected a married couple's right to buy and use contraceptives without government restrictions. Arizona is currently trying to repeal that and make it harder for people to buy condoms, particularly if they are in a committed, long-standing relationship. And like we can talk about, there are methods of birth control that a lot of people are going back to right now, where they are tracking their cervical hormonal mucus. cycles, their cervical mucus, different things like that. Um, fertility awareness um, generally is what this is called. It's 76 to 88% effective. For people whose cycles are regular. Yes. People who use the withdrawal or pull out method, 78% effective. This isn't another segment that we're going to be doing about statistics, mm-hmm. but the intersectionality of statistics, like for example, that whole 78% effective pull out, I want to see that broken down by age. Because mm-hmm. I don't believe, call me crazy, that 15 year old boys are gonna be nearly as effective as like men i mean i don't know i don't don't even believe men are effective at this like the duke was effective i mean he was yes i mean he also that 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 was a lot going on but then it's like i really feel like it depends it's like both partners have to be committed to it that's the thing both of those like completely without our breastfeeding as birth control 98 percent effective i don't know if i actually believe that one okay that has been not like completely myth busted but like it does have some hormones it does impact it's not it's not wrong but like i feel like that has a more nuance that needs to be going Mm -hmm. but the thing is you're banning condoms and you're banning oh okay so this says actually it's 98 percent effective if you are breastfeeding every four to five hours yeah you can't be like you have to be on like a regular Mm -hmm. cycle to be doing that because i know people who've gotten pregnant while breastfeeding man. Arizona's banning physical contraception. Yes, Arizona wants to ban physical contraception. In Missouri, they want to join Texas and they want to put in a 15-week ban. I thought it was a six-week ban. So yeah, Texas is a six-week ban. Missouri wants to institute a 15-week ban, but then they also want 
want to pass a further law where anyone who has an abortion outside of the state of Missouri, if they are a resident of Missouri, they can be prosecuted. And anyone who helps them can also be prosecuted. An Uber driver who takes them across state lines, a family member who books their plane ticket, the doctors involved in said organizations outside of the state. And so apparently this is actually very targeted as well. And they introduced this law after a Planned Parenthood in Illinois opened right on the border of Illinois and Missouri. And people started going from Missouri to that Planned Parenthood. See, people are leaving your state to go to this. Mm -hmm. I feel like that. We're going to do this in a second because we shouldn't just link Planned Parenthood to abortions, which mm-hmm. government and the right like to do. But before we do that, so I think Angela with her preparedness, her burner phone, extra shoes, her getaway corner in every place. Mm-hmm. What do people do in these states who need to research, fund, do this? Mm-hmm. Like what do we recommend? And granted, we understand that similar to like self-defense classes, like when you speak it or like the angel shot, when you do speak it, it becomes more known. Mm-hmm. But it also is important to try to like give insight especially being in a place where we know if Mm -hmm. we needed one and would want to make that choice that Mm -hmm. we can. So I have a few things for you. One there's the Planned Parenthood website and app. You they don't use cookies. They don't track your data. You do have to be careful when you are using those because then I am not 100% aware with like all of the different like various laws that we have right now related to cybersecurity. like particularly in California. I think we passed one where all of basically all of like your online activity is like constantly being tracked. So those sites, they don't collect any of your personal information. Like they don't take your name or your direct address. So you can search just by like zip code and what like services that you're looking for and they will direct you to where you need to go. Planned Parenthood is a pretty good one because they are constantly verifying locations to see that they're open. They look through reviews for patient experiences and they will also put you in contact with advocates that will go with you to like make sure that you are having like a safe experience. But there, you also need to know when you're searching, but if you search, you can't go to Google and type in Planned Parenthood. Right. You have to be very careful about how you're doing this. In private browsers are your best friends. Private browsers aren't actually private Right. But so this is going to sound really bad, but I'm going to need you to go to public locations, public portals where like your information is not logged in. If you're using a Google browser and you're logged into your Gmail, that's going back to your account. Like that connects over to like Google, YouTube, whatever else they own at this point. Please stop using WhatsApp because that's like being collected by Facebook honestly is the worst. Or get a VPN. Yeah. I've heard. VPN. um, For those who don't know a vpn is a virtual private network mm-hmm. which i think it'll it, route it your information your IP, right yeah yeah i say honestly like even better than that it's like if you can like completely like dark net it private browser in a public location where you don't use any of your identifying things but you also have to be careful too because gps you need to leave your phone if your car has gps you need to leave your car anything that like will link your digital footprint to the location where you are like Re- researching needs to be very far away from you. Apple Watch. Apple Watch. Fitbit. Brother is always watching. iPad. Yeah, like all of that needs to be away from you. You also need to be careful. You just can't turn it off either. You can't turn it off outside of said location because Can you the last mode? No, because it's still going to do like last known location. And so you also need to be careful. It's like, why are you on airplane mode when you're not traveling? Those things can be Ugh. seen. 
So the best thing that I can say is leave your phone at home, leave your car at home, leave your, don't call an Uber, call, get on a landline and call an old fashioned taxi, take, take it cash. to the, pay cash, take it to the movie theater three miles away, walk. And then you need to have someone that you seriously trust because generally like they won't let you just leave on your own. Like if you have an abortion, like you oh. you need to have a medical, an emergency contact. You need your person. So, but also you need to make sure that your person is doing everything that you are doing. What about a public library computer or like a library? In, like Those are okay, actually. I need to look into that a little more. It kind of depends on what your library does. Like do they assign you a every time code where like you have to have a library card in which case they will link it back to your card if you registered this code and then they'll have your search history mm -hmm. it's a lot so one site that i found that actually i would love to backstop this a little bit more it's called i need an a.com they are completely volunteer run and they do a lot of like the stealth protocols because it was actually created by a woman in texas who was trying to find a private abortion for herself in a safe location it's all volunteer run they they work with different advocates to make sure that places are safe, date, clean, not fronts for different scary organizations that want to shame you. So is this other than Planned Parenthood? It is other than Planned Parenthood. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need an A. They are very like low tech. They are another good place to look if you need services. I like honestly, I would say like if you're if you're in Missouri, like I feel for you right now. And if you do need to leave your state, might I recommend a personal like an idea plan? Like honestly, like I'll sketch this out a lot more more. Get on Bumble BFF, get in travel mode, make a friend in California, have a legitimate reason to visit said friend, and then never ever tell anyone about what happened other than like your visit with this friend. Well, like you need the emergency contact. That's why I got to flush it out a little bit more. But let's go to everyone's favorite organization, Planned Parenthood. I didn't need, that joke went over my head in Mean Girls. Which one? Planned Parenthood. Like when Regina George oh, calls oh, the guy. Oh yeah. Your test my... results yeah, I are here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They're I, urgent. I I didn't know what it was because to me Planned Parenthood because I was in third grade when the movie came out I thought it was a thing of like announcing a pregnancy like mm -hmm. like planned but like, you're a parent like mm -hmm. you're planning for parenthood. So in preparation for this I actually went and visited a Planned Parenthood. I had to go and get because I'm using a telehealth service now I had to go and like have like the physical exam pregnancy test and all of that to like make sure that they could continue with my birth control because that's but something like, that they want to do ahead of like whenever you start birth control they want to make sure you're not but pregnant. But like you did this like you didn't just like go because like you didn't just no, still, like, I had I had a legit reason that I needed to go see a doctor and then I was like oh well we're gonna talk about this so I was like I'm gonna go to Planned Parenthood okay because <laughs> like it's not like saying like hey like I want to try like the new ice cream flavor so I'm gonna go to like Baskin Robbins like this is a lot more like correct no I had a legitimate reason okay. to visit Planned Parenthood I had like recommendations from other people they're like oh if you just need your blood pressure and the pregnancy test they're like just go to Planned Parenthood I'll go very very nice modern looking facility it had a waterfall in it it was too levels but I will say I will share some things that I've learned with you all just so that you're a little bit more prepared if you would ever like to visit a Planned Parenthood. I honestly went in expecting it to be all women. There were like workers or like no just like all women in the waiting room. Like okay. I, I expected there to be far more women there. Like I was like oh well you know like it hadn't really crossed my mind but I was like oh yeah maybe one or two men. I walked in and there were 10 men sitting in the waiting room. For their partners? Don't know. Don't want to ask. Not putting anyone on blast yeah. like that but I just I was was 
taken aback so I feel like I expected it to be like a very like woman forward place but be prepared for the presence of men when you go in for your visit they do take insurance but check your insurance ahead of time because they don't take all insurance and a visit can be very expensive so like there and I was like oh well maybe I'll just do my annual exam it was four hundred thirty six dollars and seventy two cents for a wellness exam. Yeah, okay, we'll just do what I need to like keep the birth control going because I have a very, very crazy cycle and I don't like things happening every week and a half. So just for the pregnancy test and blood pressure check, it was $136. I don't know why I thought Planned Parenthood was like St. Jude's or mm. like it didn't cost. I mean, mm. I'm, to, to have an operation like this, I'm not surprised it does. Mm -hmm. I just thought like, it's the rec, is it because like you're not, because you can afford it? Because we recommend Planned Parenthood to people in lower income communities mm -hmm. and more like, and we just so, want them to deal. So it is a like financial based system. So you do have to report your income. So I'm just saying like, if you, if you have the means, it is going to cost you like just the same as a regular doctor's visit. Gotcha. They do take Medicaid, Medicare, like services are skewed based off of your income. You just, you need to be prepared for that. Cause like I was always like under the impression, like from like past like experiences, where it had been like recommended to me. Oh yeah, go to Planned Parenthood. It's very affordable. It is not very affordable for my income bracket. Well, here, let me put it this way. It is not as inexpensive as it sounds based on your income bracket. Yeah. Well, it's like you could afford health insurance. So I feel like if you can afford health insurance or like, yeah. they would. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So they actually recommended, they're like, it's going to be a lot better if you just do this through your insurance. But I've been having a devil of a time trying to find a doctor with my new insurance. So I was like, I just need this today. What do what, what hospital do you go to? I have no idea. Like you don't know if it's like you can go, you don't know where you can go. I literally have no idea where I can go. So no, I will say overall, everyone was like very helpful. I actually, I was very surprised as well. They had access to my full medical file. So like, have you been to a Planned Parenthood before? No, I haven't. Like they had an emergency room visit that I had seven months ago. Interesting. Yeah. So don't be freaked out when they kind of know everything about you. It's do you not, like have to, okay. So like hypothetically, if you were someone coming from like Missouri or one, do you have to give them? Because it, it is a doctor thing. So what so that's the thing. I didn't give them any of that information. They only had my name. But you have to give your and, name. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you can't be like Jane Doe. Like you like you have. To. I understand because it's a medical. Yeah. It's normal, you're normally going for blood, for pregnancy tests, for STD testing, for all mm. of the wonderful services they provide, but mm. like you can't. I don't think you can do it anonymously. And can Planned Parenthood get subpoenaed? They're still protected by HIPAA because it's still like no one in there, I'm not saying no one in there like is not a medical professional. It's like, but they are a doc. They are a medical facility. They are protected by HIPAA. And yeah, honestly, they are really doing God's work. Let's just quickly fact check this. Mm -hmm. The government gives money to Planned Parenthood. Yes. That money cannot be used for abortions, correct? Does the government give money to Planned Parenthood? Because it doesn't say anything about, so I pulled their annual report for the past two years and it did not say like government funding. It's private contributions and other operating revenue. I think maybe state by state funds Planned Parenthood. Okay. Cause I'm trying to find anything. Medicaid payments have long formed the bulk of federal funds flowing to Planned Parenthood. Reimbursing its clinics for providing birth control and preventative services to low-income Americans. Okay, so I think the funding is reimbursement for these Medicaid, Medicare okay. programs. Okay, so then they're not they're not actually paying for like their operating services. Correct. They're paying for the medications. Yes, which is why when people say funding for abortions, like, it's not correct. Are they 
are yeah like, are they reimbursing abortions mm-hmm. versus are they that's kind of where that's interesting mm-hmm. so no i actually i could not find their abortion statistics for 2019 they just they didn't go into those but for 2020 they did list it and nationally planned parenthood performed less than 5500 abortions do we have like 2018 or any other year i just feel like 2020 was a weird year because mm-hmm. everyone was having babies in 2020 see so that's the thing it was pre in 2020, they were not releasing how many abortions they did. Well, what else does Planned Parenthood do besides? So the majority of their services actually come in from providing contraceptives and wellness exams. So, so in 2019, they served 2.4 million patients. In of those 2.4 million patients, 395,000 people were given contra- contraceptive services, not including like abortions or emergency contraceptives. So, so just, just like the pill, the patch, Condom. shot, condoms, things IUDs. like that. Mm-hmm. Of those 2.4 million patients, 321,000 2001 were men. No, that's... <laughs> okay, so there were... Or no, I'm sorry. Wait, I got that wrong. Of the 2.4 million patients, who mel... God damn it. How did... Okay. All right, I don't fully understand. They served 2.4 million patients in 2019. They provided 10.4 million services. 2.5, almost 2.6 million of those were birth control information and services. Patch, pill, shot, IUD. Information. Information and, and services. So some people just don't... Information is like the key part that we don't talk enough about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like even knowing what your options are, it's like you don't have to like automatically like talk about birth control and then get a prescription. Because it's like pro-birth because you don't want to educate people on how to not, we don't, we're not trying to stop adoption. We're not mm-hmm. trying to help people live fulfilling lives and educate them on their choices. By taking away education, you take away autonomy. Mm-hmm. 5.4 million STI screenings and treatments were provided. That's half. Mm -hmm. 542,659 breast exams and pap smears were provided. 1.8 million reversible contraceptive clients were formed. 584,000 emergency contraceptive kits were provided. 861,000 HIV tests were conducted. 308,000 STIs were diagnosed, 75,000 women whose cancer was detected early or who had abnormalities were identified, and more than 200 health centers in 31 states provided hormone therapy for transgender patients. So none of that was abortions. And all of those things are vastly important. Mm Because that's not just, that's not, this isn't just help for, for a couple. Like, let's just take a couple. Like, there are plenty of services with Angela and I and any individual can benefit from, from Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my blood pressure screening so that I could continue my birth control. Taking away things like that, mm-hmm. which is insane. So I feel like one of the reasons that before 2020, Planned Parenthood did not release abortion statistics was because they like wanted to protect that right and privacy. I feel like one of the only reasons that they have started is because this is something that like came up on the block and they want to show it's like, yeah, we're doing abortions, but this is how many we're actually doing. Yeah. A lot of people have to remember, it's like, yeah, people go to Planned Parenthood for abortions. You can go to your doctor. To your doctor. You can go to like- The emergency room. Mm-hmm. Other medical clinics, not your regular doctor's office. You don't have, I feel like Planned Parenthood is like this like dirty, like secret word that's like tossed around. Like, oh yeah, I went to Planned Parenthood. It's like, oh, you had an abortion? It's like, no. Well, speaking of going back to the marketing of the GOP, why aren't people protesting outside of doctor's offices for these? Why aren't people mm-hmm. protesting outside of VF clinics? Why aren't people protesting 
protesting outside of the ER? Mm -hmm. Why are people just protesting outside of Planned Parenthood? Exactly. Which I think is a perfect time to jump into statistics. We'll go with your general statistics and we can go into then why those are inaccurate. I shouldn't, why they are not the full picture. I shouldn't say they're inaccurate. Where is it? So I actually pulled this article. This is from Forbes. This is Abortions by the Numbers, released oh. May 7th, 2020. Mine, I don't know, mine's BBC. The, what do you think the failure rate is of birth control, pills, patches, rings, etc.? Like the, like collectively. Like if you were like to average it out, what do you think the failure rate is? I think the failure, is this used properly or like everything? <laughs> does not oh um failure rate in the first year of typical use oh okay okay so how, how many people fail um or no just like of like you know how they give the statistic of like the pill is like yeah. 99 yeah just like that like okay. of average it out what do you think okay so if proper use is had mm-hmm. i would guess like an average of like 94 percent. it is not fails no oh, okay you know like 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 six percent fails if it if we're including human error, mm-hmm. I bump that up to like twelve. Well, I mean, I don't know because it just says it just says typical typical use. It doesn't say perfect use. Like so, I so yeah, I would lower yeah. it to like I guess like eight to twelve percent fail. So you're pretty correct. Seven percent is the fail is the failure rate. This is where I got the rate of unintended pregnancy according to data from the CDC, yeah. which I actually like. They literally call it CDC surveillance of abortions. Don't love that. Yeah, right and that started in the 60s. 45% is the rate of unintended pregnancies in the United States in women 20 to 24 years old. Oh, but here they actually do talk about it a little bit, so this is a good segue for you. Those rates were also higher among certain demographic groups, including low-income Black and Hispanic women. Aren't we shocked? Mm-hmm. So- oh, and then the CDC cites that of those 45% unintended pregnancies, 18% ended in abortion. So, statistics, woman of color self, get on this little soapbox. Why are these statistics not because most of the women polled are white women i don't know what it is exactly like there's like whether it's i don't know exactly how these polls are being conducted online over the phone in person wherever but most people tend to approach white women or people or most people tend to approach people who they think will give them the answers they want to hear generally those are white people i think this also like goes into like generally like medically we've talked about this most of the testing and statistics that we have on the how medications will work and like types of services those are all based off of white men however when it comes to babies we go, we turn to white women because it is automatically assumed that women of color do not have the education or under education capacity for understanding or the resources common sense whatever to accurately navigate the situation of being pregnant and having a baby and then like let's also remember i believe black women are the most educated group we have in society Mm-hmm. But when you do black people or same thing, when we say Asian people in the model minority myth, that's East Asian. So Japanese, Korean, Chinese. When you look at the statistics of education in Filipino mm-hmm. and Indonesia and Vietnam, those statistics are not the same when we go with the model minority myth. So when we say like black people are uneducated, but step, I'm not saying black men are uneducated, but like if you split that up by gender, the more you split up statistics, the more you really see truer patterns. Mm-hmm. So according to this BBC article, black women are disproportionately proportionally affected by abortion. Black and Hispanic people, they they use the word Hispanic. I've already Mm -hmm. stated my stance on it, but this is what BBC uses. Black and Hispanic women are the only two groups where the the percentage of reported abortions outweighs their percentage of the population. Mm -hmm. So for white women, they take up 60% of the population, 39% of abortions. Black women, 
13% of the population, 34% of abortions. Hispanic women, 18% of the population, 20% of abortions. And we just want to get into other, mm-hmm. which is 9% and 7% abortions. 13% of the population, 34% of abortions. I wonder how that correlates with the incarceration rate. Oh god. I don't know, Angela. Do you think there might be any sort of relationship there? Oh yeah, totally. I feel like also you have to think about it too. It's like for generally, it's like if you have an unplanned pregnancy, it's like you still want to, to have an abortion, you still have to go have that verified. I feel like particularly if you're a black or brown woman, it's n- you're not really given the speech more of do you want to know what your options are versus when do you want to schedule your abortion? Mm-hmm. And again, Republicans and GOP play with that. Like mm-hmm. that you're not given all your options. Think about it. Like mm-hmm. you, like, do you want this? Like you want like a family to take care of you and like blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But here's the other factor which we don't. Percentage of women in the US who had abortions is by poverty level. We'll go with poor. I don't know how they define poor, but let's go with poor. What percent of poor women are more likely to have abortions? 25%? 49%. Wow. Low income, 26 and other 25. So between poor and low income is 75% of all abortions. And going back to that, I found this other thing from the, gut macker gut macker and abortions increasing by concert so this was from 19 from eight numbers aren't great 1897 to 2014 30 mm-hmm. it went from 30 percent to 49 percent below the poverty line and 26 percent it said what so below the federal poverty line and one to two times the po- federal poverty line So, like, let's go with the high end. We'll go double the poverty line, okay? Mm -hmm. In 2000 and... In the year 2000, that would be $16,500. That's double the poverty line. It's $16,500. Oh, my God. And we'll just jump to 2014. That would be 20... I am trying to do the whole thing in my head. So, that would be $23,340. So, that's your range for... And that's the one to two times. That's not below the federal poverty. I read the two Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. So, if you go below the poverty line, that means the person was making, in 2014, under $11,000 a year or under $8,000 a year. That's not even $1,000 a month for either case. And let's think about how much babies cost. Millions. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, it was like a million to raise kid. Mm-hmm. So by breaking it down just by gender, and frankly also we say women in all of this, doesn't count because there are non-binary and mm-hmm. trans people who can get pregnant and do and need said services. But just looking at these numbers, like there's clearly something that we need to be talking and adding to the equation which is okay abortion affects anyone who can get pregnant but who's currently the most affected are black and brown people who are poor mm-hmm. or low income which is still poor and it's like the majority of the people who are fighting to protect the fetuses from abortion are not championing and raising up black and brown women as like people who like they like want to help and like help them raise their babies they are holding up other white women saying you need to keep your baby well like- i have never ever seen a black or brown woman in any kind of propaganda piece to mm-hmm. ban abortion ever. Well, I think this is a great segment about what, so this happened, we're like a month behind because we wanted to research and do some more and like still let this sit with us. Mm-hmm. But when this first got announced, there were two things that I'm pretty sure white women tried to start and do when this was announced. Mother's Day bans and sex bans. So I didn't actually find a lot on the sex ban, but like, I'm just gonna say, I've seen sex ban played out in like comedy TV shows, dra- dramatic TV shows, like documentary 
surgeries, they don't work. They fall apart after a week. They just don't. Like, it's not even a thing of like, oh, like we're not organized enough. It's just like, no, you are like physically not going to be committed to it. And I'm really sorry, but I don't believe you if you say you're ever gonna go on a sex strike. But for this Mother's Day ban, I do have the Mother's Day strike website up. You guys wanna look at it, mothersdaystrike.com. They're calling themselves the big strike. They claim to have already been, I mean, I'm sure they were, their website was up before this announcement went out. So I can't say that like they claim to be. But overall, here's the thing. I think they've gotten a bit of a rebrand since uh, certain articles that I read initially, like when they first started have come out, but they just, they, it's not. We'll explain. <laughs> You're leaving a lot for the imagination of our listeners. Okay, so an initial Supreme Court brief came out. It was right before Mother's Day. So some women got together and decided, oh, we're gonna do a Mother's Day strike. I have not been able to find anything about what the Mother's Day strike entailed. Walking out on their families, what, what did that mean? All I could find is that there was something about them not spending money for the day. Do mother spend money on Mother's Day? I don't know, but I do know Jamila Jamil said on something that 80% of the consumer market is women. Mm -hmm. So like women do spend more money. Oh yeah, women totally spend more money. But like I couldn't find anything about the day on which they weren't going to spend money or days on which this wasn't going to happen. I couldn't find anything about boycotting like streaming services or anything else that would like actually have like a like true like significant long-term impact. So I'm like, where, who is running this? What's going on? Like I'm on their about page and I can't find anything about who's running it, what's going on. They have listed that they officially receive 501c, I think it is, status. So they are officially tax exempt and trying to become a nonprofit organization, but I don't know what's going on here. If anything, this is starting to feel to me like the people who, Black Lives Matter is an official organization. There are other official organizations dedicated to preserving and promoting Black Lives Matter. But I feel like what everyone forgets is that there are a lot of bogus organizations that popped up that took just as much money as the legitimate ones. Facebook and Google both got scammed out of over a million dollars saying that they were going to match their employees donations to organizations that had zero actual affiliation with Black Lives Matter. Well also Black Lives Matter as an organization has had its issues recently. Yes. But support the movement, not the organization. Mm -hmm. But like, so I've been trying my hardest to listen to like black and brown creators, especially around this and something that they're saying and that a few things when we talk about in our next issue about performative allyship is the system is working the way it's supposed to. So when people are, we need to fight the system, it's like, no, the system is doing what it was, what it was made to do which is to oppress and suppress people of color, women, all of that stuff, and keep white men in the exact mediocrity that they've mm -hmm. been thriving in all of these years. And then the other thing with this Mother's Day strike, with the sex strike, and then I'll let Angela get into the wonderful graphic that I know she saw and that I, I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but that people, when people went to arrange this, they didn't have, they just see things like the protests for Black Lives Matter or the protests for, um, there's another one, PSA on June 11th, 2021, they are marching on Washington again for March for Our Lives because of Texas Buffalo, the almost one in Texas, the other one. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be happening. These things take networks of people and they take time to plan. If all you're seeing is like, oh, they threw something. So like, I can just get that together. It's like, I'm sure there are permits. I'm sure they have to contact the police. Mm -hmm. You can't just show up like with a protest. Like that's why they're announcing it. So people have time to organize and do things. Mm -hmm. You can't just decide a week ahead. We're all going to like, we're going to strike on Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And thinking of things such as insensitive graphics. What are you looking at, Angela? Well, actually, I'm still looking at the Mother's Day strike. I'm just going to read this. This is at the bottom of their mission statement, which still doesn't tell me anything. The mission is simple. Break the economy. By abstaining from work, shopping, and entertaining, and 
on the home front, running a household that would fall apart without your care. In many cases across the United States, it is simply a logistical impossibility for women or women of the household to simply cease working. We know the ask is great. The sacrifice is necessary. It will not be in vain. When is this happening? Well, here's the other thing. What, what does this mean? Well, like, are you not gonna feed your family? Well, here's the other thing. I think what you do, I value you. Mm -hmm. I value the work. Stay-at-home moms, teachers do not get enough credit. Ner I mean, nurses kind of can be bitchy, but like people, people in dominantly female-driven professions that are known for their support and care do not get enough credit, do not get enough money, all of that. But this is clearly geared towards women who aren't working or who aren't single parent. Like this is very insensitive to a thing of like mm -hmm. people who are on like government stipends, disabled, mm -hmm. like a whole bunch of things that are just like not included in this group of people. Mm -hmm. See, and like, here's the thing. I'm not saying like, oh, you're not going to feed your family. Like you're not going to like do your work and like in the kitchen and like make a pie and like a five course dinner. I'm saying like, if you have like a husband that works three jobs and like, you're just going to like, oh, like I need to take a break to like be involved in this movement and show that I care about it. And so like, sorry, like husband, kids, like you're on your own. That's the thing. What's going on here? Make it make, make it make sense. But go with the graph. Wait, where was that? I'm gonna show a picture and Angela's gonna do a great kind of Pictionary thing where she's gonna describe what she's seeing and look at the rest of the things around it. Oh, okay. So I'm currently looking at a Etsy print. It says grab them by the midterms and it's a woman's form with a hand grabbing the box. And it says grab them by the midterms across her hips. Well, it's not across her hips. It's um, in, in, in the uterus area. Um, okay, let's see. And then the other ones, there's, uh, why is the sign not appropriate? Because we're poking fun back at 45 with his grab him by the, and it's just this like- This isn't like reclaiming the N-word or reclaiming the word bitch. It's not reclaiming. Yeah, it's just- yeah, you're just flipping it around to make it work for you. And also the colors, the fact that it's a pink form. Mm -hmm. Because the grab him by the is also implied to, to mm -hmm. women. Yeah, it's, no, you're not reclaiming your power. You're just, it, it's like when, it's like when they knitted the hats when 45 first started. What did that actually do? Did you sell the hats? Did you make money from it that you then donated to said political organization that was going to like actively work against him to like actively uplift new members of Congress or the Senate? to help get different legislations passed. I think women in the Congress and the Senate did more for themselves that year than any of their constituents did. Like, do you remember when AOC and other women from like Alabama or Mississippi or something, they started like telling everyone like where they got their clothes that they wore when they no. had to go to DC, rent the runway and all that stuff, like thrifting, helping each other out, like letting um, new members like borrow things so that they were able to like meet the professional bill so that they could initially like make that good first impression on all of their colleagues so that they could try to network and build that political capital that they needed to get things done. No, but I believe you. I will I will try to find those. I think I have some of them saved in my Instagram. But yeah, this this isn't helping anyone. You're just it's being sensationalized. It's this is the same tactic that the people who that pro-life people use when they post giant aborted fetuses on like college campuses and at concerts or in parks. It's just disturbing. It's 
sensationalizing and disturbing and you're not you're not really doing anything other than making people uncomfortable or not want to listen to you. So where do we go from here? I will be posting this on the Instagram and in our show notes, but the ACLU, as they do, is prepared to take on Texas and Missouri and Arizona and any of these other states that want to actively put oppressive bans on abortion. They have templates for you to write messages to your senators on their website, specifically senators, congresspeople, mayors, anything like that, like for you to write messages talking about why you want to protect abortion rights. I have those for you. You can donate to donate to Planned Parenthood, ACLU, local elections to make sure that we're getting the marketing that we need on this side too, because as you heard earlier, the GOP Christian marketing is really kicking our ass. And overall, something that you need to know about, particularly when you are voting, the Women's Health Protection Act. Just like the Voting Reform Act that we talked about earlier in this season, this is going to be the most comprehensive bill ever introduced to protect all people who identify as women or transgender men or non-binary persons. Anyone who has a uterus, this is going to be the most comprehensive protection proposed for bodily autonomy and we need it to be passed. This will actively work against the overturning of Roe v. Wade and so like they can overturn it all they want and it's effectively going to be meaningless because it's now, there's now going to be a law on the books. Because I feel like that's one of the things that's like, when we get Supreme Court decisions, yes, they are important. And then the laws of our country have to work in accordance with them. They are not laws in themselves. Checks and balances. Exactly. Well, the other thing, which is we need to wrap up is Roe v. Wade, the whole precedent of Roe v. Wade was the Third Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the right to privacy. Mm -hmm. That's what it was all based off of. That also impacts, like they said in the statement, Oberfeld v. something which is gay, gay marriage, marriage and mm -hmm. other things that were given under that. I also think, sorry to tell you this, Angela, but integrated marriage is something yeah. that would be affected by that. Um, Something, something, the love v something that we actually like, we haven't talked about it here. Loving day is a thing. It is literally- I won't watch the movie, but I'm afraid it's gonna make me too sad. Mm -hmm. But it's literally the day that like interracial marriage became legal. But all of that is under this whole right to privacy mm -hmm. thing, which they're trying. So it's like, be careful vote. I think this is the longest episode we've ever done. I know, seriously. We're at two and a half hours. Oh my god. There's just so much. Did we cover everything? We did. We had everything on the list. And on that note, thank you for listening <laughs> to this episode of In Omnia <laughs> And on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of In Omnia Paratus. Grab your coffee bowls and don't forget to rate, download, and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow, so head on over to at In Pod and let us know what you would like to hear about in the comments. And also remember to vote and help your fellow women, transgender men, non-binary people, those who identify as women as not assigned at birth. In the words of our favorite person, Marjorie Taylor Greene, becoming a parent is the best choice someone could make because parenting and being a parent, whether you are an adoptive parent, an ad a birth parent, a whatever, is a choice and should always be a choice choice against Jewish space lasers.